Welcome to the kickoff in the Valley post-game show. I'm your host, Tyler Vasquez of Bird Gang Travel. On my, I guess, left, right, technically you're on my right on my video, but uh, is Mr. Jake Arians co-hosting for the night, filling in for Gunner. Uh, Gunner has to wake up at 2.45 in the morning for his morning show on Camel Country. And so thus, uh, thus we had to find a fill-in because, uh, and, and I would say, looks wise probably right on par you guys are both dapper young gentlemen and uh young when it gentlemen comes... i like it i'll take it I'll, ta- I'll take that more than the dapper the young gentleman i'm about to be 45 man there you go there you go uh so mr jake arians filling in uh i've done a show before with jake we did we had you for our uh, i think it was our draft show or schedule release one of the two you did i was gonna bring it up tonight because it was isaiah simmons pick and i said jedrick Wills or tristan Wirfs would have been a much better spot at yeah. six. i'm still sticking with that yeah, that's all right yeah, that's the last yeah. time i was on hey isaiah simmons made a big play tonight though he did um, make a big play tonight so we're gonna get into all that and more uh, i was obviously uh, at the game um jake you watched from the comfort of your home i'm assuming or office where, where were you at tonight i am in the office now i was on the couch chilling yeah i watched on the play. couch chilling. i love it i love it if the name sounds familiar obviously jake arians no relation to former coach bruce bruce arians no just kidding um jake actually jake tell us what you do you uh uh you actually run the bruce arians foundation correct arians yeah so my foundation? dad's agent uh football wise and now post career football wise and i run our family foundation president of that Awesome. Cool. Casa and underprivileged kids all over, still all over the Valley. I still live in Arizona, so it's uh, still huge and close to our heart here. And then of course, uh, in Tampa and other places that we support. Obviously everyone loves, uh, the uncle that you love to have a drink with brought him up maybe in a off color tweet last week about, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and, and Hey, there's a guy out there that, that could be available. <laughs> <laughs> He's under contract if, for a while. If, so. if, uh, is he still under contract? Is that yeah, how so that works? Senior advisor to the general manager. No. Yeah. He's still uh, okay. Under okay. Okay. Breaking news from uh, Bruce Arians, agent. There you go. Jake Arians. Exactly. Um, love to have Jake on because obviously with, with Bruce being in, uh, in the same division as the saints, right. Uh, get a, you get to see them a lot two times yeah. a year. And then obviously with your relationship to the organization and, and your dad being here for so long, um, and winning being that you franchise been, history, we could throw that out there. Winning is coaching coach franchise history. Exactly. And being that obviously you grew up around football your whole life. I mean, it was definitely a part of your life, uh, your entire entire, yeah, your entire life. So yeah, um, two years in the NFL and been around him my whole life. So yeah, there you go. Pretty good perspective either way. Great, great resume across the board. Uh, and you do a lot of podcasting. So I think this is a home run across the board and really excited to, to get you on tonight. So let's talk about the Cardinals. Let's talk about, uh, you know, obviously with the kickoff tonight, uh, the Cardinals deferred. And I hate that. We brought this up last post game. Uh, Britton Golden actually filled in. A guy that played Love uh, on, Love under your coach. Guy yep. Britt, man. He's awesome. Yep, yep. He filled in uh, last Sunday. And he had said that... Actually, it was a Sunday before, but he had said, you know, it's good when the Cardinals get the ball, he thinks, because um, they've had those slow starts on offense. So why not, you know, coming off warmups, get those guys on the field right away? Well, tonight, Cardinals win the toss, and like they always do, they deferred. What, what do you? What is your take on that? I mean, with I how like bad it. this offense is? I like is. it. Here's why. The strength of okay. your team is your defense. It's not Kyler in this offense right now. They, they, they gave up a lot tonight. We'll get into that but I like you're at home, get the ball to start the second half. You're playing Andy Dalton, 
technically the backup. I think he'll be the guy moving forward. He actually played pretty good tonight, minus the picks, really just the one. Um, but I like it. You put your defense out there first. You're playing their top two receivers are out. One of their best offensive linemen's out. You're hoping you go three and out. You switch field position immediately. Now you go score. That's not what happened. You give up a touchdown early. You get down. It's 14-6 when Andy throws the first pick six. Actually, you score, and then it happens. But you get the same same first quarter, quarter and a half you've had all year, which is a bad, slow start. I don't mind the deferring to start the game, though. I think putting your defense out there, those guys have played well. You're at home. Take advantage of that crowd noise. They're all jacked up. Let that go out there and settle things down a little bit. I think part of the problem with this offense is kind of overexcitement early in the game. I don't know. that Their scripted plays haven't seemed to be very good, which is what you work on all week to get to that first 15. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been their, their, their problem with their slow starts. I think that uh, when it comes to the defense, right, the last few weeks, I feel like this has kind of been them where they'll give up a few big plays to start the game. But credit to Vance Joseph and, and that defense for always getting the team settled down, correcting – uh, those mishaps going forward. And I think you saw that tonight for the most part. I mean, as, as after that first big, it was what a 53 yard, uh, I believe gain on that, on that first play. Um, yeah. Was it, did he, he get in? No, he got stopped at like the four yard line. Didn't he? No, Shaheen scored a touch. He's got two touches of the NFL. They're both touchdowns. So the 50, no, no, no. That was the second one though, but wasn't the first touch that the first, hold on. I'm going to have to go back and look, but first the one was Shaheen for 53 or 56. Was it? Okay. You got me here. Oh, yeah, it was 53-yard pass. You're right. That's my bad. I was trying to think of what was the one where they got and they got stopped at like the four-yard line, and then they it was off another big play. Oh, no, no, we oh, challenged. One, we Kevin challenged. White. Kevin White making Kevin an White. One of the yes, that's what history. I'm thinking of is the Kevin White play. That's how, that's how decimated their receiving core was, that Kevin White is playing big steps yep. in this game. Yep. Yep. No, it was the Kevin White. And you've got to forgive me on this, guys. Uh, I sit in section 103, so I'm on the corner where like the players come out. So I'm looking at an angled view of everything. So sometimes missing names and numbers and everything else. I try to take notes as we You're go on. off the excitement of a big home win for the first well, time that of the year. Too. That too. That, I am that, pumped. Deal, man. That'll, that'll jamble the brain a little bit. Definitely. If you've listened to the last like six postgame shows, I've been I've been pretty down for the most part, other than a, the couple wins we uh, we did have. But um, even those, those were those were not as fun as tonight tonight was a very fun win all things considered after you get past about the first half um so as the game moves on uh, like i said that defense starts to settle down um i did like going into half i i think the cardinals were it was like almost dead even between pass and runs so you know they called a good game where they kind of stuck to it in, in the past even in close games, Cliff will ditch the run and they'll go to pass only and, and it becomes very frustrating. So uh, what, what were the things that you liked in that first half? I know it was still not the start we want, not that fast start, but what did you take away from the first half that you really liked from the cards? I think they fixed the chemistry issues with D-Hop and, and, and Kyler, right? Like they had a couple of miscommunications. Well, that, that took forever too, though, right? Like, like the bit, first, there was, the, there was the, some targets. I like the fact that they yeah. were talking it out, right? Like they yeah. came off the field, they talked, and then you saw some some productivity from, from D-Hop, right? The biggest takeaway for me was Eno looks good. Eno, Eno looks catches great. it well, three down back. They spelled him. I love the young kid coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. the, big, the other big takeaway is your, de- your offensive line is decimated. Your entire interior line is backups. Mm-hmm. They played mm-hmm. their tails off, man. Yeah, they really, really did. The kid that came in was it Ford? Uh, came in or was it Ford? Cody Ford. Yeah, who they got from the uh, Bills, right? Another played, Oklahoma guy, another one of good. Kyler's buddies. Played good. I mean, DJ Humphreys played his tail off like he always does. But that interior of the line to all be backups, 
Played and I think really that, well. that center played well, right? For he a little did. bit. He I mean, he snap on the goal line. Yep. Yep. He, he also had a 350 pound dude on his, on, you know, right on him on nose tackle. And he hasn't played this year. That was his first action. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. coming off the practice squad. So you and he came, he in. came right off the street, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the thing with me, I wanted to see Rondo more healthy, Hollywood Brown healthy and D hop. The negatives of this offense were as you got D hop going, there was nobody else involved. Eno has five targets. Zach Ertz has three. Rondo Moore has one. Is the big catch in the first quarter for like 30 yards. That was it. He was leading the NFL like the last two weeks. Him and him and Hollywood Brown were, I think he had 13 targets the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. He has one. Uh, that's, he had two. He had two one reception, okay. 31 that, yards. That, mm-hmm. To me, that's troubling. Because you can't go, D-Hop comes in, and he becomes the entire offense. That's guardable. As good as he is, you can double-team him if you take these other guys away. I mean, you can't count on Robbie Anderson to do anything yet. Greg Dortch, why is he not a part of this offense? A.J. Green doesn't get a snap tonight. Finally, that should have taken place a while back. I get that you (laughs) want some height, and that's where Robbie Anderson comes in. You don't want two little midget guys running – three, two of them running running around, one of them throwing it to the guys. Um, But Dortch has been explosive. Catches a nice touchdown tonight. Dude, he's got great hands. He catches everything. The Lions going to play like that. You got to get these guys in space with the entire offense is predicated on. The other thing I don't like about the offense is, is we move on in the game. You have zero ability to go under center. Now you do it on the, on the second, it was like second touchdown. They go split backs and you hear Al Michael says the first time they've been under center the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Cause we move forward to the fourth quarter and you're winning by 20 and you're still in a shotgun and throwing passes. Tyler takes a bad sack, nicks up his ankle, whatever. We all know how he is. If he's nicked up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't spell very many wins. A couple stupid hits that he takes, a couple bad sacks where you just throw it away. Don't take the hit. We all know you can run. You don't have to do that at times. That's still the, the frustrating thing with him, with me, and this offense is you have to be able to go under center. How good would he be if they could go under center and run a naked boot? Oh, it'd be beautiful. Because you're worried about the zone stretch yeah. run game, something like that. Or run that zone stretch and just traditional drop back, and now you're taking some shots. I understand he's short and you got to move him around, but he's way back behind the line. If you're doing some traditional play action stuff, I'd love to see that incorporated in this offense. But I, the biggest takeaway for me is what his offensive line played. Man. Yeah. You, you know, when I look at that first half, a couple things I was concerned about initially was hop, not getting involved. I didn't get to see the talking on the bench, but I did see it on Twitter. Um, I actually saw a look that hop kind of gave Kyler one of the screenshots that I was like, okay, uh, maybe there's something I there. Tell if it was hop and you're like what you're three with him, whatever it is, not yeah. knowing what he's doing in week one or the other way around. And that's troubling. Mm-hmm. That That's like, I really couldn't tell who screwed up. What the way that they were talking. I'm yeah. glad that they talked. I love the communication. But that should never be an issue of who screwed up. It should always be the receiver. I'm going to take your quarterback that much money. I'm going to take the baby steps because traditionally after bad drives, Kyler Murray goes to the bench. He sits by himself. And that's something we talk about every episode after a game as he goes and sits body by himself. Is, usually yeah, very yeah. piss poor body language. Exactly Not what you're saying. Got to get yep. better. Yep. And we're going to get into a altercation here in a second. But. Uh, you know, the other things that I guess I didn't like, um, I felt like it took a while to get hop active and, and going. I, I like that they eventually got going and hop ended with 14 targets, 10 receptions, 103 yards. So hop ended up doing hop things. Um, but it felt like it took a long time to get there. And, and you know, so one thing, I think a storyline across the whole game, the saints were so banged up at corner. They lost Roby also at, at one point in the game. Top like three so corners, Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best in the business. Like, yeah. 
that should allow this passing game to get going. So, but the problem was they weren't taking any shots down the field. And I saw that like their average pass, you know, seconds to pass or whatever was like 2.6. So he didn't have a, a, you know, crazy amount of time at times. Um, Really good defensive line with the Saints and they were playing too high safety. So it's hard to take those shots. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's one of those things where you got to challenge those corners a little bit, right? Like you have to, you have to, you have to. Um, There was a play and I think this was in the second half and I I tweeted out it when it happened, but, um, and I don't want to get in the second half yet, but I will mention it. You know, we weren't taking any shots yet uh, like we hadn't really taken any shots downfield so to speak and we run like on, on the first play you haven't done anything to make the the other team believe <laughs> that that isn't going to be a draw like like you're not helping you haven't built the the credibility yet with the defense to allow yourself to make those plays work. And that's why when I think of like the screens, cliff runs and, and the different plays in the backfield that he does, the reason when it, when Cardinal fans are always like, why doesn't it work for us, but it works for every other team. Well, every other team has a nice healthy balance of throwing the ball down the field and they keep the defense guessing. And, uh, and we don't really have that, right? Like that doesn't happen with this offense. And I don't want to be down again. The Cardinals win this game, 42, 34. Uh, they moved to three and four. I, I did say if they lost this game, I mean, you could pretty much slam and it's a long season, but to be uh two and five would not be very good. No, um, we're slammed and you're right back in it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right in the mix, right? You're right there. Record-wise. Now the night, the Niners Record- did make a record wise. Yes. Yes. The Niners did make a move or are going to make a move. Uh, Adam Schefter reported though. Uh, I want to mention that real quick. Uh, it sounds like they are trading for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so salary that, cap apparently is not really a thing for some teams. Yeah, yeah. Some teams or are very, Carolina's eating a lot of that salary. One of the two. Yeah, some teams are very creative in how they do things, uh, and so they are going to gain a very good running back at Christian McCaffrey, which will hopefully help out uh, for their sake. Jimmy Garoppolo and the struggles that offense has had, uh, not good for the Cardinals. So. Now, as we go on through the first half, um, things I liked, obviously, Eno Benjamin being involved. Eno, like you said, I think Eno, if he could keep playing like this, man, like he is definitely going to eat up that Chase Edmonds role. But this is my issue. It has to be a one-two punch, at least at this point, right? Like Connor's been really good for you guys for two years. Yep. Yep. But I like him more with last year's role than being the guy. He always gets hurt. He does. He's always banged up. Lessen that load with some more Eno stuff. Even the runs. It doesn't have to just be passing it because Eno is really a three-down guy. And let him go back and forth a little bit. And the young kid has earned some freaking carries, man. Keontae Ingram. Yeah, Keontae Ingram, uh, nine attempts, 14 yards, had a touchdown, stretched out. The way that he runs. Yeah. He gets after he catches it. Well, he was – he's solid, man. I think he's earned some playing time. He had had two receptions for 23 yards as well. So, and he had – yeah, he 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 looked. Keontae Ingram looked really good tonight. Um, I, I almost feel like Cliff has too many toys, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, there's still there's. Do you have a bunch of toys? You don't have a lot of horses. Agreed. But where I'm saying that is, I feel like he has too many toys to where he doesn't know what to do with them all. Right? Like, I'll tell you what to do with them. That's why when you get Rondell Moore, he doesn't use Greg Dortch. Right? Like. Greg Dortch just completely goes away. Now yeah, today, go Greg, to your point about going down the field, they're speed guys, yeah. they're little bitty guys. They're not yep. take the top off guys. They run after the catch speed guys. So that's like where Robbie Anderson, I think they're help hoping can help is, is some of that take the top off when he learns the offense a little bit. Yeah. Go three wides with Zach Ertz and Eno in the backfield. That's not too many toys. <laughs>